Tune into today's Voice of Cosmos. In this episode, we are very honored and privileged to have welcomed our special guest Patrick Dunlop, the CEO and co-founder of Jacko, to talk with us. So,、uh, Patrick, can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. Okay, thanks,、uh, thanks thank for you. So, yeah, I'm so sorry. I was offline just now, and、oh, okay. so、um, thank you for coming here today,、uh, Patrick. So,、um, would you like to、uh, specifically say hello to our Chinese-speaking fans tuning in right now? <laughs> hey, everyone. My name is Patrick. I'm the、uh, co-founder and CEO of Jackal Labs, which is the primary development entity behind Jackal. And、uh, it's really great to meet all of you. And I'm really happy to be doing a space that's that's and at a proper time for for everyone that's in the Asian community and the Chinese or Singapore area. Yeah, that's great. So,、uh, Patrick, you know, the first time I saw the logo of Jackal, I was like, "Wow, this is spectacular!" Especially while the Jackal was running, and that logo, you know, resembles a little bit like the fox of MetaMask. So, was the mask,、uh, MetaMask one of your inspiration sources when you were designing the logo and that idea of Jackal started? Yeah. So the The idea of Jackal、uh, was actually supposed to be for court evidence. Was it was an e-discovery tool for court use? Was the original idea, and we wanted something that symbolized a a guardian or a protector. So we were thinking about the Egyptian Anubis, which、uh, kind of stands outside the tombs of Egypt, and we thought Anubis was too much of a mouthful, so we decided to go with Jackal and just simplify it a little bit. So that was the idea behind、uh, going with Jackal. That was interesting. So, please share more about your team's journey to where Jackal is today. Yeah, so、uh, we started in 2021, where we were、uh, we were building Jackal, and before that, in 2020, we were working on this e-discovery tool that I was talking about earlier. We were building that on Polygon,、mm-hmm. where we needed to.、Uh, previously, we a lot of us used to work in digital forensics and digital evidence and track and trace. Uh, mm-hmm. For courts and governments and things along those lines, so we were building that tool out, and we figured out that we needed, we had a really large need for a public cloud environment, but with the security posture of a clean forensic environment.、Mm-hmm. So those were those two things usually don't go very well together. So we thought maybe it's a, it's a signal for us to kind of create a self custodial public cloud using blockchain technology. So. You can have a really high digital privacy and cybersecurity posture without、mm. sacrificing ease of use.、Mm. So we、uh, so we started building that on、uh, on Secret Network, and then we were using Filecoin as cold storage. But、um, we ran into some roadblocks because we wanted it to be really fast. We wanted it to be pretty cheap, and all those good things. So we ended up building our own layer one blockchain. 
is uh, is kind of how we got to this point. We kind of pivoted to that in, um, I want to say, mm. early 2022 or late mm. 2021. And uh, mm. from there, we we built Jackal. And we have a team of 12 people right now. Um, okay. Pretty much everyone is an engineer. So uh, there's only there's only two people that are working in business development, and we're looking to scale mm. business development right now because the product's up and working, and we're just building more applications now. Great. So it's a great work, and it's such a such a great achievement for just um, um, less than two years. You started from 2022, but now just. Um, uh, only a little bit more than one year, then you have achieved a lot about this. And so uh, just kudos to your team, your, you know, 21, uh, maybe 19 engineers and two business, um, maybe managers or directors. And that's a great, that's a great achievement. And um, right now, how do you position Jekyll from, you know, uh, you were, yeah, you, you developed a lot, you came a long way to what it is today. And now, um, why should everybody use the current Jekyll for their, for their uh, services or their demand? How do you position Jekyll right now? Yeah, so how we position Jekyll right now is primarily uh, we have a be the business to customer product, that being the Jekyll mm -hmm. dashboard. It's kind of like a Dropbox, if anyone's ever used Dropbox before or um, a product mm. that you can kind of just drag and drop, and that's meant for end yeah. users in Web3. Um, mm. uh, we, we know that, that it still needs a lot of work, and it's a very, very mm. early stage of that product. But that mm. is, is if a end user wants a really high security posture and the guarantee that no one can access your files and, and um, have great privacy, have, soon they'll have the ability to share files between two parties without any middlemen peer-to-peer. -peer. So mm. that is, uh, that's what's great about that product. But from a business perspective or from a protocol economics mm. perspective, Jackal needs to be a business to business product. So other okay. protocols and other applications use Jackal. So that's our uh -huh. primary focus right now is bringing um, Jackal <laughs> to become the premier storage layer of Web3. So we're working with NFT marketplaces and decentralized social media applications and oh. um, decentralized music and and all these different uh, chain state backups or snapshots or, and things mm. along those lines uh, where we're looking to get data like that onto the protocol. Because mm. when you look at the business model and the economics of the Jocko protocol, it makes money by storing unique terabytes of data storage. And uh, users don't really have that much data to store if you want to look at the, the greater meta. But we still mm. need users to store, uh, and we need to kind of build the community around this product as well. So we're not naive to that either. So mm -hmm. that's our primary, our primary focus right now is mm. in the direction of businesses, really large data sets, and getting that onto the Jackal protocol. Um, mm. And we're looking to bridge into Web two or Web two point five businesses as well for camera mm. footage and larger data sets in that area and try to bring that on through APIs and other applications. So it's uh, mm -hmm. primary, it's Jackal doesn't discriminate against data, but we want really large data sets and we want um, more and more data onto the protocol as soon as possible. Mm, right. So you, uh, so we've chosen, we've chosen to build on Cosmos. So what are the mutual benefits? Why did we choose to build on Cosmos? Yeah, uh, it's a really, really great question. So 
for um if you look at Jackal, it's really the it's 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 a very very good representation of what an application specific blockchain should be mm. right so jackal is very specific and it needs the blockchain to be tailored in various different ways uh, and cosmos is amazing when it comes to the modular app chain stack right so we have the cosmos sdk we have tendermint consensus it's the fastest storage network it mm. has uh, file trees are on chain and encrypted you have yeah. the mint module was altered. We had the ability for us to have um, the storage module to create storage contracts with storage providers around the world. We have Jocko proof of persistence built in the protocol. So we mm -hmm. were able to tailor an entire blockchain for the mm -hmm. use case of data storage and data storage management. And mm -hmm. that is, uh, that's why we like to build on the stack. And uh, we love that we, um, we have our own sovereignty as well. So if we wanted yeah. to, uh, remove Tendermint and put in Narwhal and Tusk or a move blockchain, we can do that, right? If we wanted to. Yeah. And uh, that's one thing. The other mm. thing is, um, it's obviously proof of stake, right? So Jackal yeah. right now is the only proof of stake storage blockchain. So yes. it's really, really fast. It has the ability to have interoperability, it has smart contracts very soon. Mm. So those mm. are all the things as well that, that really kind of make a difference when choosing a tech stack. Yeah. Not, not to mention IBC. So hmm. this means that when we get um, interchain accounts going or we use Axel or GMP, hmm. we will very soon have the ability to have any blockchain in Cosmos use Jackal natively. Um, so hmm. if you're on Archway and you want to use yeah. Jackal, you can create a contract on Archway that has a storage hmm. account on Jackal. Um, if you're on an EVM blockchain, we can use Axler GNP, where you have a storage account on a smart contract on Avalanche, for example, that manages a storage account on Jackal. So yeah, it's a, it's pretty special when you look at it that way. We just have to make sure that we build uh, and face the engineering challenges to get there. But we're really excited about what the future holds, and that's why we wanted to build on a Cosmos blockchain. Great. So compared to other blockchains uh, like Ethereum and Avalanche, and then Arbitrum and Optimism, which we have already integrated with. Um, yeah, how does Cosmos stand apart from those uh, other blockchains? Yeah, um, from a tech stack perspective, we, we think it's it's a lot more sovereign and you don't have to rely okay. on, on anyone else, right? So the Jaco community mm -hmm. is sovereign from anything else and we're insulated from any other decisions that are made. And I think that is beautiful. Yeah. The the downsides of uh, Cosmos, I'm sure we're all aware, is fragmented liquidity. Uh, liquidity is a big mm. problem over here. Um, and yeah. kind of having fragmented marketing and a fragmented message. Mm. But uh, for the Jocko protocol in general, um, we would be willing to sacrifice that to make sure that we have the best possible technology. And because mm. when we go to a business in uh if I, if I go to my, my uncle's business and I say, hey, mm. we would like to store your data, he's not going to care whether it's built on Arbitrum mm. or on Cosmos. Yeah. So mm. that, uh, that was our thought process. Okay. Yeah, so deeper into our technical side and the architecture of uh, Jackal. So um, just now you mentioned a little bit about our actually our module. So would you please step deeper and you know walk through walk us through the Jackal tech stack in simple relatable terms, like into each part and why each part or each module is critical to achieving our goals, 
like you mentioned about the uh, um, yeah, several modules that uh, make what Jekyll can perform, make 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 uh, make how Jekyll can perform well. So he stepped into that. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah. there there's a few there's a few modules that are pretty generic in Cosmos blockchain. So the hmm. uh, Mint module we've only changed a little bit because we have a second peer to peer network. Um, yeah. The name service module we have a name service yes. on Jekyll. Um, yeah. Purely for us to be able to send files between human readable names. So yeah. instead of, um, I can send it to ray.jackal instead of sending yeah. it to uh, jackal1 and then a really long string of letters and numbers, it's a little bit better user experience there. Um, the WASM module is going to be, um, it's online. We're just building our bindings right now. The, then the, the two modules that are very unique to Jackal for a specific use case is the storage module. So the storage module has two things. It has Jackal proof of persistence and then the internal yeah. detection of loss. So this is what makes sure that when you store a file, it doesn't disappear, right? So mm -hmm. yeah. with the, how Jackal proof of persistence um, operates and um, it actually just switched last night with an upgrade. But uh, originally how it was supposed to operate is storage providers, when they receive a file, they have to prove mm. to the protocol every, uh, let's say every three hours that they have every file. Yeah. So they submit a proof. In the event that they don't submit a proof in six hours, that storage contract is broken and rebuilt with a new storage provider. And that's why it's important for us to have redundancy. So uh, proof of persistence yes. to make sure that no, your, your files are always on Jackal. Um, internal yeah. detection of loss is kind of, um, it's just determining the missed proofs and all that good stuff. Um, then the file tree module. So the file tree mm. module on Jackal is what manages and organizes a user's files in a secure way, basically, right? Yeah. So we have yeah. um, a system where each file has its own content identifier. We call them the FIDs. Mm. And yes. uh, this is very similar to IPFS, actually. So we have oh. to give uh, we have to give kudos to IPFS and their uh, their discovery layer that they've built over there. But um, mm -hmm. essentially what, what that does is it gives us the ability for us to kind of the protocol to know who has access to what files and make sure that everything's encrypted and not public. So that's kind of what the file tree does in general and um, kind of the ability to share and encrypted viewing access. So we take uh, public keys, uh, another person's public key and you sign with your private key to yeah. create a new viewing key for a file so you can share files peer to peer. But um, I don't want to get too, too technical, but it's, it's really difficult not to with a protocol like this. So that is uh, that's okay. pretty much everything that, that, um, that we have from a modular perspective. But if anyone ever wants to look deeply into the documentation of the Jackal protocol, uh, we have hmm. our docs right on our website as well. Yes, that's cool. Yeah. So um, you also mentioned about uh, the data safety just now. So how could we secure data integrity and safety for our uh, for our clients? Yeah. Um, so right now, the, the beautiful thing about Jackal is it uses the same technology for your cryptocurrency that we do for yeah. files when it comes to custody and ownership and control. Right. Yeah. So um, the only way in and out of your files in the native Jackal, in the native way of using Jackal is your private key uh, with your cryptographic wallet. Right. Yeah. 
So there's no usernames, there's no passwords, there's no phone numbers. Um, it's really just public and private key cryptography, which has a really high security posture. Um, unless you lose your your um, your private keys, obviously, but we're all aware of the risks of that, right? Yeah. So that is a, that's why it has such a high security posture. But another great thing for for clients that are using Jackal in an enterprise use case, for example, is if I want to send files peer to peer anywhere in the mm. world without middlemen. Mm. So let's say I'm uh, doing a merger and acquisition of a company or I'm looking to uh, transfer confidential information. Um, I'm, I'm a lawyer, for example, right? Mm. I can send any file peer-to-peer without any intermediary at all because mm. the, the storage providers on Jackal only host encrypted data. They can't access it. And the only yeah. people that can access it is who the private key holder mm. chooses, right? So it's, mm. a, it's an entire peer-to-peer transfer mechanism where there's no middleman and it's just you mm. and another user that you choose to share with. So mm. just by, by using the blockchain as the database mm. and the blockchain as the permission system for the files, mm. it, uh, it just inherently inherits all the security and privacy posture of blockchain technology, which is it's pretty, it's pretty fascinating in that way. Great. So, um, uh, just now you also uh, talked about a little bit on how we can be leveraged or applied to some uh, spaces or some industries. So, could you please delve deeper into those industries or scenarios that jackals can be jackal can be applied for, like many areas or um, the domains that we can be applied. Absolutely. So yeah. it's uh, Jackal doesn't really discriminate against uh, against files that come on board, right? So mm-hmm. that's the the beautiful thing about it is it can really be applied to any industry. But the mm-hmm. industries that we're focusing on right now and the easiest ones for early adoption is other blockchain companies, right? So NFT marketplaces, yeah. uh, oracles, chain state snapshots. Um, mm-hmm. We're looking at decentralized music, decentralized social, all that stuff. Yes. The, the other thing that we're starting to look at is public, um, public data as well, where mm. uh, cities collect a lot of data of air quality mm. and collect data of yeah. things that need to be protected and, and kind of hosted for a really long time. Those are other things. Um, other really large data sets is uh, camera footage and creators. Uh, mm. That's kind of an area that we're looking at. Um, archives, libraries. These are kind of the, the areas where we're looking at the largest data sets possible <laughs> with the <laughs> with the easiest integrations for us, right? So that's kind yeah. of, as a startup, we have to look at what's the highest impact when we're deciding on what direction we want to go. But mm. it also kind of depends on who wants to build on Jackal because Jackal is, it is a, a blockchain and it's a community computer. It's not just ours. So we're watching mm. people start to build really interesting applications. Um, our team's building some. So we have an API called Stratus that's going to yeah. be coming online pretty soon. And you right. can just you can just integrate. It's an API, so it integrates pretty easily <laughs> with anything. Um, so cool. if you want to throw files at Jackal, it'll store. Um, it's a little bit more centralized, but that is the trade-off you need for the ease of use. That's number one. Um, mm. Number two is we have ByteBunker, which is an application where it's a microservices backup. So it integrates with different apps. So 
in North America, we have, um, I, I, I don't know which uh, applications you guys use over there for like CRMs <laughs> and, and management okay. of like HubSpot, yeah. for example, is a big one here, or MailChimp. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and integrating with applications and platforms like that to back up and secure files is something that we're looking at as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the third thing is there's a community in our ecosystem that's looking to build like video conferencing mm-hmm. platform called Amuse. And they're looking right. to build that out and then store all the video footage and the live stream footage on the Jackal. So it's a, it's a really, at the end of the day, it's just like a low level infrastructure that a lot of people can build different applications on. So I'm sure I can't even think about the, the killer application that's going to be built on Jackal. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just an infrastructure at the end of the day. And I'm excited to yes. see what products are built. Hmm. Great. So... Uh... Well, how can someone be a Jackal storage provider? You mentioned just now that we have, you know, um, many projects and some users already building on Jackal. So if someone want to be, uh, wants to be a Jackal storage provider, how can they just uh, manage to do this? Yeah. So mm-hmm. the best way, if you want to be a storage provider is go to our discord and go to the storage provider channel. Um, in our Discord, the storage providers are they're really, really great and it's a great community. Right now, I think we have about 200 storage providers uh, on the network. Great. I just want to double check for you to make sure that I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> great. But uh, that is, it's a really, really great community of people. Um, but once you go there and if you have any questions, um, guys like uh, BroChain or guys like uh, BadgerBite, really great community members that have really helped onboard other users. That's yes. number one. Um, once you do that, our documentation for spinning up a storage provider is is uh, all in our docs. So mm-hmm. for a for a system to build a, it's, it's a little bit expensive to build a storage provider just because of the drives, right? You need mm-hmm. a lot of storage drives and you need yes. probably want a, a good amount of capacity. So that's going to be the biggest expense. So yes. depending on how much, how many drives you put in your storage provider is going to determine how expensive it is. But um, you don't really need, you just need like an eight core processor, um, like AMD Ryzen 7 would, would kind of be something along those lines. But um, other than that, it's just... A little bit of memory. Memory is a little mm. bit important, but it's just really how many storage mm. drives are you going to put in it, right? So that will determine how much you can serve. Yeah, cool. So um, I also read about our uh, something about how we Jackal can lower the gas fee with the uh, string compression. So could you please step deeper into that? This might be very interesting to some of our audiences. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the thing about Jackal is we need to get everything as efficient as possible because we have a lot of transactions, right? So um, Jackal, mm, all yeah. the storage proofs that come through the Jackal protocol is a transaction. So every file that's on the protocol, that means every three to six hours, um, mm. a transaction is going to go through. Mm. So our blocks got really, really full <laughs> in the early days and we mm. needed to make it as efficient yes. as possible. Um, so one, one way that we wanted to do that was looking at using string compression. Um, so we were using yeah. like LZ string compression library, um, where we kind of were able to like loosely compress and decompress character strings. And mm. 
the great thing about this is it achieved about 40 to 90 percent byte size reduction and we needed to mm. kind of get the proofs down as much as possible and this helped us a lot right in the early days because mm. our block times were actually starting to grow from six seconds to be mm. a little bit longer because there were so many transactions and so many proofs coming through the jacko protocol mm. and it was mm. really difficult on our validators and jacko is one of like the hardest blockchains to validate uh, <laughs> just because of the it's a really really intense infrastructure at the end of the day right so that yes. was uh, that was one way that we were looking to kind of reduce um gas fees also reduce um, uh, kind of like the weight on the validators. That was number one. And the second way that we recently wanted to reduce um, mm. the intensity on the validators was something called consensus spheres. And this yeah. upgrade went through last night. So we're going to be waking up this morning to learn how that went. But uh, <laughs> essentially what consensus spheres is, is we wanted to essentially, so... The way that the Jacko protocol worked, and I kind of talked about this on the proof of persistence protocol, where every file is proved to the validator set um, every X mm -hmm. amount of time. Yeah. The issue with that is every proof was about 22 kilobytes. And mm -hmm. it doesn't look like much, but it is quite a lot when, when you have, mm -hmm. um, let's say, 200,000 files on the network or a million files on the network. It gets really, really um, intense on the validator set. So what we wanted to do is instead of submitting proofs to the validators, the storage mm. providers would prove amongst themselves and then submit attestations mm. to the chain. So it's kind of like an L2 scaling solution in a weird way. But instead of mm. using, uh, instead of going like the Arbitrum or the L2 route in Ethereum, we just have a storage <laughs> provider peer-to-peer -peer network. So they prove amongst yeah. themselves now and submit attestations to the chain. Um, and mm -hmm. that is instead of, we're, instead of looking at like 22 kilobytes, we're looking at like 2,000 bytes or, or something along those mm -hmm. lines. So it's way, way, way smaller than what we're used to, which is cool. But yeah, that's mm -hmm. kind of uh, when you look at the reasons why we focus on low, really, really small performance upgrades mm -hmm. is because we're trying to make this system as efficient as possible. And I'm, ex I'm really glad that you asked because most people aren't interested in string compression or <laughs> consensus. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I read about, uh, I read a lot about our, uh, our documents and files, and uh, we found that now uh, we charge for every data search uh, as the cost of like uh, eight US dollars per TB per month. So is it yes. also for the yeah? Is it also for the price for uh, permanent perpetual storage users, or it's just for those um, you know for those users for a p uh, who who would like to you know store their data for a period of time? Yeah, that's a really great question. So yeah. right now, we want Jericho to be very flexible, and that's kind of why we picked the Cosmos tech stack, right? So mm -hmm. the the way that the protocol operates is we want it to have a standard rate so mm -hmm. that it's easy for business to make informed decisions at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. um, because when you have other storage networks, it, the price fluctuates, which is very difficult for um, business to, to adopt because they don't know what the cost of storage will be. Um, every time they have to go pay. So the what we wanted to do is we wanted to peg it to the US dollar, number one. And 
the way that we did that is we chose to peg it to $8 a month per terabyte. So you prepay for your storage right now because we mm -hmm. uh, we're also working on ways that we can string payments or pull from wallets um, automatically. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. it, it takes a little bit of time to go down that direction. So that you are correct. That is how Jackal operates right now. When you want perpetual mm. storage on the Jackal protocol, mm. it works similar. It can work very similar to ARWeave in, in that manner, where ARWeave uh, the files are guaranteed stored for two hundred years, um, mm. and that's kind of how they they benchmark for their payment mm. system. Yeah. With Jackal, um, if you want to store for two hundred years, it's about twenty dollars <laughs> per gigabyte. Mm -hmm. So we can do True. perpetual storage and we're working on a product called Radiant that is perpetual storage, which is pretty exciting. But um, it's about $20 a gigabyte. It's a little bit mm. more expensive than ARWeave for perpetual mm. storage, though. So if you're going to store for less than 50 years, Jackal is mm. cheaper. <laughs> if you want to store for longer <laughs> than 50 years, ARWeave is cheaper, but um, you don't have the speed of Jackal and you don't have mm. the privacy posture. So it's a, it's a trade-off of a few things. <laughs> Great. So uh, speaking of are we, and also you mentioned IPFS just now, so we have a lot of uh, competitors right now on the market. So compared to those other existing players, such as Airweave and IPFS and many other decentralized search um, products or pro projects, what is Jackal Optimize and how do we outperform them? Um, yeah, except for the uh, price uh, advantage that you mentioned just now, when we can, uh, when we need, when we can store a shorter period of time. <laughs> what yeah, is the trend well, of Jekyll? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, so everything, everything, every storage network in the ecosystem does something very different, and we do it in we approach yeah. it with different technologies and and different approaches, mm -hmm. right? So. Mm -hmm. um, What's special about Jackal is privacy, number one. So you have encryption by default and you have privacy by default and you yes. have on-chain permissions. So the actual security and permission system is managed by the blockchain, which you don't have anywhere else. Um, everything yeah. else is more of a marketplace where you, uh, you buy storage and then you, you put your files there and then you kind of, if you want privacy, you have to encrypt it locally yes. and manage your encryption keys locally. And it's not really meant for that. So. Jackal is mm. really great um, for privacy, speed, and uh, integrations, ease of use, that kind of stuff. So Jackal mm. is, that's what we do really well. Um, it's $8 a month per terabyte. Look at Filecoin. Mm. So Filecoin is more of a marketplace for storage. And yeah. it predominantly is cold storage. So if you want to use Filecoin, mm. it's an archive. You want to store it for a long time. And mm. that's a great use case for that. Um, mm. If If... When you want to retrieve your files back from Filecoin, it can take up to 24 hours, right? So mm, yeah. it's a good use case for archives and cold backups and things if you don't want access to the file, but you want to keep it around. Filecoin's mm. a use case there. Um, mm. ARWeave. ARWeave is perpetual data storage. <laughs> so it's kind of a little bit similar to Jackal of how we kind of have a, a network that takes care of it so you don't have to manage mm. your deals like Filecoin. But the uh, the downside of ARWeave is it's um, it gets really expensive unless you have all the files ready to go. So mm. it's a uh, it's it you have perpetual storage. It's stored for a very it's stored forever um, if their economic system works out. But 
the the focus is is they want perpetual storage so it's great for like libraries and publishing and, and things along those mm. lines um you also said ipfs and ipfs is okay. interesting because it's not a storage layer what it is it's mm. a discovery layer and these things are fundamentally different where ipfs is a tool to uh, index and discover files but you still have mm. to store the files somewhere um, yes. So protocol labs that built IPFS, they started building Filecoin as the solution to that back in 2014 when they started. But um, mm. IPFS, usually that means it's stored, it's pinning service. So you have IPFS pinning things like Pinata or Infura or uh, yeah. NFT.storage or Web3.storage. Mm. These are the services where they put it on an Amazon server or a Microsoft server mm. or an Alibaba cloud, depending on where you guys mm -hmm. are. Um, yeah, and they they pin it to that service, and then they make it discoverable in IPFS. So it's not really a, a it's not a storage layer. It's just a, a cool way of indexing files uh, by content, and uh, mm -hmm. using distributed hash tables. But that's uh, that's what that is. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a great answer. That's a great answer. So um, now let's dive. Um, let's segue into the tokenomics of Jackal. I read the thread on our forum where you opened up the discussion about JKL 2.0 economics, and then you organized a Jackal Town Hall about it. And so please share with us the latest general framework of Jackal Technomics, the uh, version of the, the second version of JKL. Yeah, so the, the first mm -hmm. vision was, was had a lot of assumptions, assuming the, the amount of terabytes that were mm -hmm. gonna come on the network and then the bear market mm -hmm. happened, right? <laughs> so it, yeah. uh, it, it, was, it was primarily an inflationary model where the storage providers would be incentivized by block rewards. And this was a, this was a good idea um, at the time, but yeah. now we're looking at trying to shift Jackal into more of a deflationary model possibly and have the rewards to storage providers be relative to the unique amount of terabytes on the entire network, rather than it being yeah. an arbitrary value. Um, yes. So that's kind of where we're, we're focused on moving right now. So we're going in that direction. We're making sure that, uh, that we have more of an efficient economy rather than mm -hmm. a, uh, an inflationary economy that is kind of the token price will go with market market forces. I don't really like to speak on token price because that's a, yeah. that's, that's not, mm. that's not what I do, but at the end of the yeah. day, it, it's, Same we want to create more of an efficient, efficient economy around um, the storage providers mm. and, and make mm. the, the economic economy a little bit more stable and, uh, and scalable in that manner. Um, so storage <laughs> providers aren't over-incentivized, right? Or under-incentivized. We want it to be the perfect amount of incentivization relative to the work that is being performed. Yeah. So even though we would not like to talk about token uh, prices, but would you, uh, sorry, would you please suggest some of the uh, uh, exchanges that we can get JKLO tokens from? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, you need to get Jackal tokens to use the Jackal protocol, right? So um, it's really <laughs> important for the onboarding side of things. So you can get Jackal tokens from Osmosis is the largest liquidity. Mm -hmm. um, so if mm -hmm. you want Jackal tokens, Osmosis is the place. Uh, we also mm -hmm. have a few other exchanges. So um, Astro Vault is the new exchange on Archway. Yeah. That's one option. And we have... Mm -hmm. uh, um, Crescent is another DEX that we're on. Uh, we're going to be on Kajira pretty soon. And then yeah. we're also, uh, 
we're on the shade protocol, but I don't think the liquidity pool is that large. Oh, <laughs> we're going to do another episode with Kachira later, maybe uh, next month or yeah, I'm talking oh, really? with Delve on this, but yeah, depending on his, uh, his schedule. So oh, yeah, I'm going to do that cool. with him later. <laughs> so uh, could you also please step deeper into how TKL play their functions? Like we can, you know, um, use them to access to various applications or how to secure the network and yeah, to summarize the, uh, the functions that the JKL play plays in this ecosystem of uh, Jackal? Yeah, well, we, mm. we like to see Jackal as how it plays in the ecosystem of blockchains, right? Mm. Um, because yes. right now, if, if you want to store data and you have more than, let's say, one kilobyte of data, and you need to mm. index it or you need it to be accessible to a community in the blockchain ecosystem, uh, right now, you have to kind of store it on a centralized server and then have IPFS pointing to that centralized server for that file. In the event that uh, that choke point of failure goes down, then we have an issue, mm -hmm. right? Where in the bear yeah. market, uh, we've spoken with NFT marketplaces that have lost NFTs because mm -hmm. the, uh, the creator stops paying for the uh, pinning service, for example, and the file is now gone. Yes. So this is, mm. this is a really, really big issue. So we want to make sure that decentralized ecosystems have a decentralized storage network to provide yes. because um, you can really only fit one kilobyte of data um, mm. kind of at scale on, on chain, if that makes sense. So in each, yeah. um, storing data on chain is not very efficient. So we want to make sure that we have a scalable off-chain storage network mm. that's managed by a blockchain to serve that market. So... That's where we see Jackal is we think it is going to be the storage layer of the entire blockchain universe. And we're working mm -hmm. hard to integrate uh, through IBC or integrate through GMP with Axelar and make sure mm -hmm. that uh, we have the premier storage blockchain. It's, it's fast, it yeah. has permissions, it has privacy, it has security, and it has ease of use. Mm -hmm. So the big things that we're focusing on. Yeah. Great. So um, we have talked about, uh, we have talked with each other for, uh, you know, uh, maybe like 30 minutes or so right now, up to now. So uh, maybe some of our audiences would, uh, because they're individual, most of them might be individual business users. So uh, despite of the, the fact that you mentioned we are more of a business to business uh, protocol or an application uh I would like to maybe invite you to talk about who are Jacko's average users and customers on the on the individual business side. If any uh, uh, any you know individual users would like to use Jacko Particle to contribute to the Jacko ecosystem, how could they you know how could they you know contribute to to Jacko? Yeah, there, there's a there's a few ways that individuals can right. Mm -hmm. So um, the mm -hmm. primary way is introductions to if you're using other applications and you think that mm -hmm. they uh, they could benefit from a decentralized storage layer. That's where we get a lot mm -hmm. of our introductions. So pretty much every NFT marketplace on Archway is now going to be integrated with Jackal. So Papapo right. is integrated, uh, Architects integrated. We're talking with NFT mm -hmm. storage. We're talking with Stargaze. We're talking with Bitsong. Um, so Totally. That's kind of a great way for, for people to help us is actually bring other networks to the Jackal protocol and be educated on the Jackal protocol so we can see if it's a mm -hmm. good fit and a great uh, use case. That's number one. Mm -hmm. 
Um, number two, a great way that an individual can help is if you're looking to build something mm -hmm. or you want to build something that integrates with the Jocko protocol or build directly on the Jocko protocol, that's what we love to mm -hmm. have in our community. We have a very technical community. Uh, we have yes. a very, uh, <laughs> for, for an industry <laughs> like this, it, it takes a certain type of person to get excited about it, right? So we have a small, <laughs> but very, very mighty community that is, uh, that is very, very excited about networking and uh, infrastructure yeah. uh, in blockchain so that's the best mm. way to get involved is just come to the discord and just come hang out in our town halls or every wednesday yeah. and it's a little bit every late wednesday. for you we might have to we might have to uh, spin up a second one to make sure that it's efficient but uh yeah yeah that is uh, uh that so is what we do yeah great so as we have a we have a grant funding program right so uh we can also provide some funding to those uh, developers who are maybe part of our audiences attending, you know, turning into us today right now, we can also uh, provide them with some, you know, funding grant if they would like to contribute to Jekyll. So would you please also delve deeper into that, into the uh, grant that we can provide with those developers that would like to contribute to us? Yeah, 100%. So our grant funding is, is we're very, very... Uh, we're very, very stingy on our grant funding, and we need to make sure that uh, we have a lot of checks associated with, with everything <laughs> that is going. But individuals that are looking to yeah. build a product, mm. and it will bring unique terabytes to the Jackal mm. protocol, yeah. that is what we're looking to fund. So anything that brings either unique terabytes or unique users to Jackal, that's what our focus is. So if you're mm. building an application, let's say it's an Oracle application, and you want to back up all the data to Jackal, that's a great use yeah. case, right? Um, mm. And use cases along those lines, so you want to create a decentralized social media and you want to have those files yeah. managed by Jocko and you want to give each user permissions um, using Jocko Protocols technology, another great use case. Mm. So anything yeah. that is um, that can bring unique terabytes to the Jocko Protocol is what we're looking to fund primarily. Mm. Good. So uh, yeah, let's uh, also talk about what's gonna what are gonna happen in uh, Q three. Um, so let's uh, foresee what will be happening uh, in the Jacket system, and when they're making them, how do you make them happen? Yeah, so Q three for us, mm. it's a lot of building, <laughs> as, as, as always, <laughs> right? So it's uh, yeah, it's launching applications. So we're looking to launch a few applications in Q three. Uh, Radiant yeah. is the perpetual storage that we talked about earlier. Yeah. Stratus, the API yes. is going to be coming online very soon. Byte Bunker, mm. microservice backups for uh, for platforms like uh, HubSpot or uh, platforms that are uh, that have yeah. lots of data and are very important to users. That's, uh, yes. that's one thing that we're really focused on specifically right now. Um, other things that we're working on um, in, in progress is the tokenomics. So uh, hopefully we're going to yes. have a, a draft of that ready to go very soon. We just mm. did the consensus spheres upgrade last night. So that's exciting uh, uh, to kind of have uh, Cool. It, it would pretty much make Jocko the most scalable storage network uh, with that upgrade. Ledger compatibility. Yeah. So this is something that that has, has been plaguing us recently is, is making sure that we can have cold storage wallets, um, specifically mm. Ledger, have compatibility yeah. with the Jackal protocol um, for right. storage. For the tokens, you can do it for staking and all that stuff. You can use Ledger, but you can't use it for storage mm. right now. So mm. we're working with the Ledger team to fix that. Um, mm. 
Hmm. Axler GMP integration, Cosmosm bindings, uh, IPFS compatibility is another thing. So um, for people that are using IPFS, we've made it an easy way for all the data to be scraped and then put on Jackal. Um, right. So that's a, it's a great product. Um, the API, as I said, the perpetual storage, as I said, and we're looking at the ZK proofs and NARCs to increase scalability again. Um, wow. Other stuff, uh, Q3 backlog mm -hmm. account abstraction is one right so uh yeah the cool thing about account abstraction is like a web3 api so you can throw files at a mm -hmm. smart contract and then it stores that which is pretty cool and you can have smart contracts mm -hmm. that have storage accounts mm -hmm. um interchain accounts is a big one file sharing from the dashboard backups uh it's just gonna be a big month for us <laughs> let's just say that we have a lot yes. of stuff that's going really on. yeah what you mentioned about where a lot of things that you know it's going to be a great uh you know it's going to be um a lot of great achievements for you <laughs> and also for the welfare of the ibc uh, ecosystem and um yeah so right now maybe time for us to uh to segue into part two where we can ask some of our audiences to raise their hands to request to speak to ask any questions about Jekyll or about the air storage um, space um, to you, um, Patrick. So uh, if you would have any questions our audiences right now um, to ask Patrick, please request to speak right now. So uh, yeah, also Dashu. Um, yeah, no, feel free to um, ask away. Let's, uh... Yeah. Uh, it's the Q&A session right now, so any, anybody will, who would like to ask questions, please raise your hand to request to speak. Okay, uh, yes, um, okay. a question from community. Yeah, uh, first one is that uh, we noticed that uh, Jacko has a product called uh, Cloud, yeah, uh, which is similar to Dropbox maybe. So also Dropbox had the flexibility to choose the permissions for sharing. For example, it's a private by default, but also you can choose specific files or folders to be public. So does Jackal support this feature? Yes, uh, so there was two questions in one question there. So the first question is the sharing. Uh, so right now Jackal, you can share files peer-to-peer, -peer, but it's not in the front end yet. You can only do it from the command line. So the, the integration into the Jericho dashboard front end is coming. That is something that we're focused on right now is making sure that you can share files between users. The second thing that you said is public. So just having public folders or public files for everyone to see. That also is something that you can do with Jericho where you can upload files to the Jericho protocol uh, forever that are public. So it's, uh, it's an interesting use case where you don't have uh, any privacy at all, but it's great for a few things if you want to publish a white paper or publish a blog other thing that you can do on jacko when it comes to public publishing is you can also host a website so if it's a static website um, or a react website you can host it on jacko react will give you a little bit of browser side uh, dynamics if that makes sense so you can have a dynamic website using react but uh you, if, if you have static files, like it's a blog or it's a, kind of like a web one interface, then you can use Jackal to host it, which is pretty cool. Um, it'll be a little bit slower um, for the one reason that uh, 
storage providers on the Jackal protocol are not all of them are hosted in data centers. The majority of them are, but the ones that aren't, um, you'll have a little bit of latency, but usually on the Jackal protocol, the bottleneck is the end user's internet. It's not usually the, um, the protocol itself, if that makes sense. Okay. That's Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, another question is uh, you. You uh, your website also uh, mentioned uh, a business product. Maybe uh, it's called uh, Stratus and uh, by the Banker. So it is uh, seems like uh, more similar to Amazon S three. Uh, so uh, is that correct? So so if that's so, uh, how do you uh, think uh, the Jacker offers the benefits? Compete to the these uh, Amazon S three products. Yeah, absolutely. Can you hear me still? I, I don't know if uh, my phone is freezing. Yeah, we can hear you quite clearly. Okay, perfect. My, my <laughs> phone started to freeze a little bit. I got worried. Um, so Stratus, yeah, Stratus is like a Web two API. So um, some people that that want to use Jackal don't want to use it from a wallet or a protocol layer but they still want the security and privacy posture or just the geo-distributed nature of Jackal. So Stratus, um, if right now it's on testnet, so if you want to email, the email will give you a, uh, an API key. And then it's very, very simple. Mm -hmm. We have it, uh, it supports a number of different ways to integrate the API. I think it uh, supports Go and Python. Um, and uh, I can pull it up right now. So we have curl node browser, Python. so it's, it's, it's a traditional API. So it's a little bit more expensive than the Jocko protocol because there is centralized middleware um, between the API end user and the protocol because you need to kind of have um, a way to route it, right? So uh, that's what Stratus is. Uh, ByteBunker is more of an integration with uh, with platforms uh, right now we're focusing on MailChimp and HubSpot and uh, we're also looking at like Google Cloud environments or Microsoft 365 environments as well uh, to back up workstations so um, both of those are kind of more geared towards web 2 or web 2.5 uh, we know some NFT marketplaces want to back up using Stratus though yeah speaking of uh, Amazon AWS and Google Cloud I actually delve deeper into some of the archives that uh, that was about that that, that, that was about uh, Jekyll, and uh, one thing was about um, one one article was about the kinds of the egress, um, yeah, the 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 uh, the kinds of Jekyll where you know the data storage cards would be um, like uh, like four of four uh, about four for Jekyll. For the uh, data storage uh, cost of your terabyte per month, but it would be about uh, twenty five for Azure and twenty five for AWS and above twenty five for Google Cloud for the data storage cost. And for those data uh, egress costs, it would be you know for Jacket Cloud it would be none to uh, next to zero, right? But for Azure it would be topping almost $75. And for AWS, it was also about $75. And for Google Cloud, it would even top about $120 US dollars for uh, you know, every terabyte per transfer. 
Yeah, so for a terror, for, for, for Jekyll, that's a huge, uh, a huge advantage advantage for, for those other competitors. Yes. Um, and even <laughs> some of web three products and protocols have egress as well. Right. So yeah, when you're looking to manage your, there's actually a great story. Um, in, in the United States, there is a, their space agency, NASA, uh, they were looking to yeah. store really large data sets, um, associated with, uh, with photos of the stars and photos of earth. And, um, yeah. They, they didn't budget for the egress and the egress charges, which is not great at all. Um, so when you're yeah. looking to budget, usually the egress is about 50% of the, the data storage itself. Um, there's a large part. <laughs> it, it is a really large part, right? So that's the kind of the benefit yeah. of having a decentralized yeah. system where you have um, distributed nodes all over the place and the, the cost of the egress is actually spread amongst all the nodes, right? Um, Mm -hmm. That is uh, one of the major benefits of, of the protocol where you don't have to have egress. And if you look at Filecoin and you look at ARWeave, you don't really charge for egress either because uh, we can't measure it, <laughs> right? So the protocol can't really uh, focus on that. Um, just one thing as we continue, when uh, the the host right now, when you type, it's really, really loud. <laughs> oh, yeah, crackling a little bit. But it's okay. Um, uh... <laughs> 但是那个，他说打字声音可以小一点，就是我们，但没关系吧，我们看有别的，呃，就是听众可以提出问题的也可以。So yeah, it's okay. So um, let's uh invite other audiences to raise the questions if anyone would like to ask Patrick about Jackal and the decentralized storage realm. You can also share, uh, yeah, share yeah. any anecdotes. Yeah, also yeah. another okay. one. Yeah. Uh, mm. uh, when users upload upload data, you know, to to Jackal uh, platform. So uh, the question is, where is the data ultimately stored? Uh, is it the validators node, or is there a dedicated uh, data providers? Yes. Uh, so Jackal has two peer-to-peer -peer networks, which makes Jackal a little bit unique, right? So we have one network, which is the validators, and the validators manage the uh, file trees and the contracts and the uh, the distributed ledger and all that stuff. And then there's a second peer-to-peer -peer network on Jackal that is the storage providers. And these are machines that are purpose-built for the use case of storing data. So that is where the data is stored. It's on these providers. And right now, um, the Jackal protocol has about, I think uh, it's either like 190 something or 200 storage providers all across the world uh, where it's a permissionless. You can hook into the Jackal protocol completely permissionlessly, uh, which is uh, it's pretty special in its own right. And um, that's where it's stored. Most of the storage providers are in data centers. Um, so some of them are individuals that uh, have data centers and they have idle servers and they want to rent out the space is, is one option. Mm -hmm. Some people uh, run it uh, at their house, homes, but at the end of the day, all the files mm -hmm. that are stored on this network are encrypted. So no one can access that file unless you have the private key. And uh, in the event that one of those providers unplugs, the proof of persistence mm -hmm. network would kick in and it would make sure that uh, that file is broken uh, the storage contract is broken with that provider and remade with another one somewhere else in the world so it is a uh, it's a geo-distributed storage network that is uh, extremely resilient we can just say that 
Great. Yeah, now we are, uh, because we're almost running out of time, we uh, let, let's uh, leave only one question to our audience right now. So if anyone would like to ask uh, a question, so this is the last question for you, our audience, it's for today. Mm. So, yeah, uh, if no one's going to ask questions, uh, let's uh, invite um, Patrick to close out with Jacko's most unique merits and how ordinary users can participate in Jacko for a contribution to the Jacko ecosystem and also the decentralized uh, uh, storage and also Cosmos ecosystem as well. So please, Patrick. Yeah, one one hundred percent. Yeah. So uh, Jackal, it, it's it's really just an empowering piece of software, and uh, it's empowering distributed network for data storage. At the end of the day, right? So if you're an yeah. individual that wants uh, security, privacy, and sovereignty, great mm -hmm. use case uh, to store your files on Jackal. At the end of the day, right? So that's number one. Yeah. Um, if you want to participate in Jackal, um, you can just come to the Discord. We'd love to have you. We're looking for as many unique individuals and as many unique voices as possible as we continue to build this out. Um, if you want to be a storage provider, come to the Discord and ask. If you want to store data and you need support, again, you just come to the Discord and ask. So at the end of the day, uh, we're just excited to continue to build here and we're really excited to continue our journey and building the, uh, we think, the most resilient storage network right now on, on mainnet. Yeah. By the way, how about Telegram? Um, Telegram group available? Oh yeah, yeah. We have we have Telegram. <laughs> uh, we have uh, okay. Discord. We have um, yeah. well, obviously Twitter as well are, are the three places that we're most active. So uh, we have both. Yeah. Um, our Discord community is a little bit larger, yeah. and I know it gets a little bit more support. But our Telegram community is, is growing uh, quite fast as well. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, that's uh, that's everything from me. I, I thank you so much for having <laughs> right. us. Uh, it's 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 really great to be speaking with uh, with this community, and it's this one that we've uh, we we haven't really spoken to too much. So it's it's been a pleasure and it's been an honor to make sure that we can really connect. And I'm happy to do this some other time really soon. It's been really nice. Yeah, great. We are so honorable. We're so it's so um, we are so honored to have you uh, have you on today. You know, thank you so much for being with us, uh, Patrick, you know, to be with the uh, IPCL community. And also we have a lot of the uh, audiences who are also building for the uh, Web3 ecosystem, not only just for uh, Cosmos. So, yeah, we're going to uh, yeah, spread a word about Jekyll and how your contribution to the storage decentralized realm um, that we can you know we can have with you and appreciate every one of you for tuning in today should you have any further question uh please don't hesitate to dm me and uh, if you would have any further questions about jekyll or other decentralized storage pro uh, um, questions uh, you can also uh, dm me and i can uh, help you to reach out to um, Patrick uh, in the future, and then we have we can have answers for you and the feedback for you too. Uh, so have a great day for uh, our audience or a good night. Uh, so glad to be here with you on uh, today. So see you next week or uh, the week after next. Bye bye. Bye guys. Mm -hmm.
Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear, flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down, I'm just roasting nottas And then to end a long day, eleven bowls of chronic Never known the politic, I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds Fondue in the morning, forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality Stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked and non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is play for keeps Clowns, white knight and all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community all these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers, motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Spaces.